Hello, welcome to the High Hots Podcast with your host, Bradley Way. With me, as always, beer artwork guru. I wish I was as smart as you make me out to be in each episode. Don't worry, it's obvious you're not. <gasps> <laughs> Dead man. Got him. Speaking of artwork, though, Phoebe, who are we chatting about this week? Because it's not about beer or breweries. Not quite, no. Uh, this week, we spoke to James of Refold. Mm. Refold is a graphic design company. And uh, James has done all sorts of different artwork, but you will recognise him primarily from uh, North Bruce cans. Yeah, he's been very lovely over the last kind of year. As we've been doing the podcast, we noticed he's, his company had been liking some of our posts. Uh, so we decided to reach out with him and see whether he wouldn't mind chatting with us for an hour and for some reason he agreed so <laughs> for some reason I mean we do have one thing in common in that uh, he does the artwork for Vessel also mm. normally we kind of leave shout outs to the end of the episode but there's something this week that I think is important to kind of start up top because I know a lot of people probably get to the end and they 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 finished the episode which is totally understandable uh but phoebe there's something that james mentioned uh this week that we just kind of want to plug up top because it's for a charity relief campaign what is that exactly yes um he has uh come together in the project open spaces to uh gather money so right it's a it's a digital download now there were physical copies but they have now sold out and uh if you download this digital copy uh, I think it's a pound or you can donate as much as you want all proceeds go towards the uh, Cheers Drive Coronavirus Relief Project mm. and as he says at the end all your favourite beer, mm. desi- beer can designers will be there so it's a great place but we thought we just wanted to uh, mention that up top links will be in the description of this podcast so you can go and find it there anyway on with the episode my name is James Ockelfords and I'm a graphic designer. Well, my company name is Refold. Sometimes that's just me working by myself and over the last 10 years, that's been quite a lot of the time. But I work with a couple of other designers and a project manager. So sometimes we operate like a proper studio. Sometimes it's it's pretty uh, slimline. Streamlined? Yeah, streamlined. <laughs> okay. so slimline's a tonic, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> so you're you're kind of, you're still very much involved in the design process there. It's not like it's a larger company and you've taken more of a managerial position. It is kind of... Oh, no, not in, the, not in the slightest. The um, So the North stuff's always been me and I hope always will be. Yeah. And the, the, the beer art has always been in my thing because I've always been obsessed with it anyway so I would I'd never let that go yeah however old or successful I get you know, <laughs> that's, that's my thing. always comes back to beer <laughs> well I mean the main yeah obviously the main reason we got you on was because of your uh your work with uh North but obviously you your your work goes a lot outside of that would you like to sort of talk about how you kind of made your start in the industry and all the sort of various different things you do outside of uh just just the beer world right um okay well i've, I've my work with north's weirdly been part of the center of it mm. i mean for 20 years i was at art college in leeds yeah and i went into north bar when the whole thing opened up and so i've been drinking beer at north and talking to Christian for as long as I've been trying to make ends meet designing. Mm-hmm. And so bit by bit, more and more North work has, has come my way over the years. And with the opening of the brewery the last few years, I found the vast majority of my time is spent now working with that. But, but over those years, I've done all sorts of stuff. I've 
I did a fanzine when I started out and I was doing a lot of projection, I was designing graphics for, for projection of gigs. Christian, Christian was in a band, wasn't he? Was it Christian was in the band and you were doing artwork for him as well, live projections? That's right, yes. He was in, a, in this great band called Bingo. <laughs> and we played down in, um, so me and, my, me and my younger brother, who also does bits of work with Refold as well, mm. uh, we, um, we played a gig with him down in London, <laughs> Leicester Square. <laughs> Wow. We, me and my brother, we played incidental music uh, while his extensive band was setting up for the next song. So right. we're like two, two entities on stage mm-hmm. performing stuff. So we've we performed in bear masks <laughs> in, in, in sweltering heat. Oh my! Wow. Uh, so it's that's kind of like it's been a bonkers relationship for forever, really. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and this we get on very well, so it kind of helps. Mm, yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, does that uh, did does your well blah, 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 words? Um, would you say like the live projections that you used to do? Like, if you were to, if we were to look at them now, would we be able to tell, yeah. like, from like the can work that you do now, that it was it was a, a similar kind of look? Uh, that's a good question. I would say so. Yeah, I think I think a lot of my interests are exactly the same. I've always been interested in like, the 1960s and. I was interested in stuff which was like I was surrounded by before I was born and the kind of stuff which was filling up my mum and dad's house when I was a kid. So I've, I've, I've always been, I've always been interested in that, the kind of subconscious, mm-hmm. you know, all, all this information that you soak up as a kid and then that can affect all your taste throughout your life and you don't know why. Mm. And so, so why these kind of, these kind of like 1970s patterns and colour schemes, even some really gaudy stuff why does it kind of feel reassuring and warm and that's that's always been an interest so I suppose with the projection work I was kind of exploring that even at sort of like 1920 Mm. and now I'm doing it on beer cans when I get away with it (laughs) (laughs) I can kind of like visualize it uh kind of like in movement like the kind of shapes that you produce on the cans I can see it I can see it in like the background of a, a live gig. How, how has that style changed for you kind of over the years? Like where did the style that you're now so synonymous with and the beer cans, like I think whenever people think of North, they always think of your design work. How, what was that first work like and how for you has it changed over time? Right, so uh, yeah, that's also a really good question. I think that it has definitely changed. Um, and also I think it's, Probably fair to say that the North style, that's people sort of say, oh, I've seen your cans. They've not seen any of my other work. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily res- representative of, of my style per se. It's mm-hmm. just a style which has worked with North and I can't break away from that style because it would do us all damage. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so I've, stepped, I've kept within certain boundaries in the way I've worked with them. Mm. Um, so it's, it started off with, um, do you know, you know the band Sonic Youth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so New York Noise bands. They, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a teenager, I was really, really into their stuff. But they, they set up a record label called, you know, Sonic Youth Records or SYR. And they released these records with really kind of minimal, there's like a bit of type nicely laid out, kind of really kind of 1960s style stuff. And then just like a simple pattern across the whole sleeve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like anti-design in a way. It's, it's bad for sales. Anyway, the, it started <laughs> with a, a Verdant collab with North. Right. I think it was one of the first B 
beers which they canned away from their core range. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, I'd never seen any op art on a, I'd never seen any op art on a on a beer can before. I said, like, we should we should do that. You know, it's a verdant collab, so it will sell out irrespective of mm-hmm. what you put on the can. Yeah. So you may as well let me have a go at it. And that's where I, um, so I was looking at lots of different op arts, and um, not necessarily. I mean, I love Bridget Riley stuff and. You know, if you search the internet, there's just like reams of great stuff from the sort of 60s and 70s. Mm. So I, I basically, I, was, I worked for a few days just, just working on a, on a on an illustration, basically, which did that kind of, that moireing to your eyes constantly. And yeah, the, the can was just that, it was just that wrapped around the can with a, with a small label on the sides. Yeah. That's that's what's on the triple food goes as today. The, yeah. the pattern hasn't changed, which just... Uh, you know, we've put different backgrounds behind it and it's adapted, but that's that's been there from the very beginning. Mm. Yeah. I think the success of that in some ways can allow me to do more 1960s design style things. Um, and as time's gone on, I've just got to keep on going with it. And the colour, you know, the co- <laughs> there's, a, you know there's only so many colours you can really do which are bright and cheerful. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only so many shapes you can sort of play with. So as... The years have gone by. I've sort of like I've started researching more and more about about the stuff which is kind of kind of quietly informing me at the beginning. Mm. As time has gone on now. I've been studying more and more stuff from the nineteen sixties, and I realise there's nothing I've done which is unique, and there's nothing I've done which is like remarkable because it's although I don't copy anything. Mm. There's better versions of everything that I've done. <laughs> You know, about fifty years ago, <laughs> and if you if you study it, you know it's not so impressive anymore. <laughs> no, I say, I, it's, like, I, I love it though. Yeah, I no, I think it, it's pretty iconic. Like, I think people, whilst there's obviously the inspiration of like the sixties and seventies, it people know that it's it's refold. They know it's you. Um, I, the one we've got in front of us now is the uh, all together. Um, and. Bradley remarked that it kind of looks like a piano. Yeah. Is it is it meant to? Or have we just made that up? Oh, good. Um, um, I've got... There's another one that's... Um, I've got the track one on my desk at the moment. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was sort of... It was sort of that. I was thinking also of, like, um, like old Moogs and old synthesizers with, with sliders, you know, uh, sliding. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely, like, a... I was trying to turn it into, like, a, some piece of 1970s scientific equipment... Awesome. But I was also thinking of fingers as well. It's like they, they look like interlocking fingers yeah. almost. So, uh, there could be fingers wrapped around the can. Oh, do you do you yeah. prefer people to have their own interpretation of kind of what your what your designs are, or do you have a firm idea of what it is? But you like oh, no. people having their interpretation. Um. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy that anyone pays attention to them. To be honest, <laughs> it's it's, it's really it's really gratifying and. You, you know, most designers will have this experience where you, you know, you, you work for years and years trying to perfect something and you do work you're happy with, mm. but no one ever really notices it. It's only when somebody puts it onto a, a can and it gets marketed to a larger audience yeah, um, that you get any chance that people really recognise you. There's amazing designers, but they just don't get the opportunities. And I think going back to what you said earlier, it's, I think it's just a lot of good luck in a lot of ways. You know, mm. I happen to to really care about North. I really care about the people at North. 
and they've reciprocated that to give me opportunities. I've done my I've done my level best to provide them with everything I could to help them out as yeah. well. So it's 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 only been it's been due to kind of I suppose perseverance and good fortune a lot of really. And I suppose it's the same in all all industries it, it's all it's all like the same as all industries it's always like a little bit of uh you say like good fortune but i think it's it's being able to have that uh that talent to back it up as well because mm-hmm. i think everyone can say it's always luck but if you don't match that with a certain level of passion and enthusiasm i think that's what always makes people buy into you as a person no matter what kind of medium you're in mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's true mm-hmm. um if it, if it was really rubbish, um, <laughs> yeah, else. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and and yeah. in terms of your design and, and throughout the kind of the work you've done, is is there any is there any you look back on and go like I I think that's definitely one of my best, or is look is there any from like history that you think like God I wish I could have had another shot at that or a little bit more time at that because I think in the creative industry we always strive to get a hundred percent and we can always get it about like eighty percent ninety percent the way there and that last ten yeah. percent is almost almost ever you know it's never achievable basically um what how how do you find are you are you very happy with a lot of the work you do or is it always like you kind of wish you'd had that little bit more time on on a few of them i think that there's not been a single design where i, I wouldn't have liked more time mm-hmm. um, but i'll be honest i'm really happy with i'm really happy with how they're coming out yeah you know I, i'm so excited when i go down to the brewery and you see him on the line. I'm like, I, I, I really like that. I can't believe someone's <laughs> actually doing it. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. And I'm, yeah, it means an awful lot to me, you know, yeah. and seeing that. And in fact, to be honest, the, some of the early ones that we did, I, um, I didn't like him. At, I didn't like him very much. Mm-hmm. I had like, this is the route I wanted to go down, but this you know, I felt like, you know, had meeting with the directors, they're, they're, they're obviously cautious at the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. They're not, they're not rich, not millionaires. They can't afford, you know, just, just to, to humor somebody just because they want to do something. They need to be sh- sure it will work for their brewery, especially early on. Yeah. And so there was one label design, which it was really exciting because it was the co is the first collab with Wylam and, and track. Yeah. Mm. I, I had so much respect for both of those breweries and I, and it was like tracks, you know, um, I went, when Dave was doing the design work for track, you know, he was one of my favorite designers and the Wyland beer was just outstanding as well. So it was, I was really kind of excited about this opportunity, but it was early on. So I came with like the designs I wanted to do and collectively the, the directors didn't agree they wanted it to be a bit more obvious and clear to everyone exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And and I, I suppose it was a very abstract design, but by, by standards of what I do now, it was very safe. But I really, so I put this design for us, I was so excited about, and I kind of poured cold water on it a little bit, and I was like, oh. yeah. And so, so it became, you know, there's a lot of toing and throwing between me and the, the directors of the brewery. And you know, I I understand they were very typical, like all clients, they're concerned about how how the work's going to come across. Yeah. And they wanted it to, they didn't want me to mess it up by being too too artsy. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, they we got the beer out, the beer was phenomenal, and yeah. I didn't like the design particularly. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, they looked at the designs and realised that they should have had, that we should have gone with the first designs. And I think that, 
I think everyone felt a bit dis- disappointed with the end results. And that can, in some ways, it was it was a pivotal point to me working with North because up to that point, there was definitely like a like designer client relationship. Yeah. But after that, they basically backed away from the process, you know, because they realised my well, they came to the decision that my instincts would have probably come out with a better end result. Yeah. They definitely had more personality, and since then they've you know they don't they've stepped away from the design process and let and let me do what I wanted to oh cool that was going to be one of my questions actually about how much input they actually have in the in the actual design but I guess you answered that well I I work I work closely with um with with Sarah Hardy who's 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 wonderful she's the marketing manager at North Mm -hmm. so um and she she she's got an interesting job because she really has to sort of show her value to the rest of the company as well make sure everything's working yeah. Or she, she also doesn't want to kind of distract. She doesn't want to depress me too much. And she, <laughs> does, she doesn't want me to lose heart. So she's, so I pitch to her, and sometimes she says, "Well, I don't quite. I don't know if that really works as well. Could it be more like this? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. color wise." And sometimes I will argue with her and hope she's not too upset with me. <laughs> Usually, I think she's right. But there's no other interference really beyond that because I think when me and Sarah both have agreed on something, mm. you know, un- unless if we put a beer out and the design clearly tanks sales at some point, then that's that, there's going to be conversations to be had. I, I was I was going to ask kind of uh, based on that 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 process of working with other breweries and obviously you have to go into their art style and find a collaboration between what what you know North's about and whoever you're going for. Um, do you find nowadays it's a lot easier for you to come in and go, this is the design we're, we're going to go with. And obviously you still need to have that collaborative process process with the company and their designer. Cause ultimately, like you said, they're the client, they have to pay for it at the yeah. end of the day and everyone has to be happy. Um, but at the end, you know, you want to, you don't, you want to be careful. You don't have that. And what sounds like happened on that initial, uh, that initial one you were talking about, which is the kind of process by committee where you reach a, a design and almost no one's happy with it because everyone's kind of been too afraid to go there. Do you find now, because you've been in the industry for so long and because the reputa- representation you have with other designers, you come in and go, this is this is what I think we should do, and people respond positively? Or do you still, because of your experience, you, you know now how to convince a client of a design that they may not have wanted to go with? Or that not oh. that they didn't want to go with, that they might be afraid to take the risk on? Yeah, so... I wish the latter was true. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're working with other designers um, and c- collaborating. I, I usually take the approach. I think, well, you know, I'm not. I, I don't see myself as a hardened designer. I think there's got to be joy in the process, you know. Mm. So, I think what would be fun to do, and and what can, and how would, how would I like another designer to kind of deal with me? I suppose so mm-hmm. that's why. I try to find common ground creatively with whoever it is, and um, yeah, and, and we've had some quite successful sort of. I've worked quite successfully with other designers on that because we focus on the joy side of it rather than the kind of cold business side of it. Yeah. Um, in terms of convincing a client to go with something, mm. I think if 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 I'm convinced, I will spend six pounds on a can of beer, mm-hmm. and. And I, 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 I would be excited to see that in my ship, in my fridge. Yeah, I, 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 I don't mind saying I guarantee it will work. <laughs> I would never, I would never do that with any other client. 
with North, I, I, I know, you know, Seb puts a bit good beer out and, yeah. and I think as long as, you know, I've got an idea of if it's exactly how I think it should be, I know it's, it's going to sell okay. Yeah. That everyone's happy. Are you, do you taste the, do you get a chance to taste the beer before you start your design? Do they give you an idea of what like it's going to be and then you use that to help your inspiration? Or is it like, I've kind of had this idea for a design and they come to you and then you kind of work together to make that work for the can. How does, kind of how does that process go from here's an IPA or a triple IPA or a gyoza <laughs> and then you go, cool, here's my design for it. Right, so you usually have a good idea, minds, um, of what I'd like to do for particular beers. Okay. So, um, I mean, to be honest, since the lockdown, that's got a lot more complicated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't have a reserve of artwork. It's not like oh, I've got vaults, you know, or IPA. Let's get some blue and reds. Yeah. Let's call it, you know, Golgotha's Child or whatever. Mm. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not like I've got an archive which I dip into. So mm-hmm. I, I do start everything completely fresh. Right. Okay. So we'll be talking. It, so usually it was like I'd have a meeting with Seb or Seb and Sarah mm-hmm. and um, we'll talk about what's going into the beer. I'm interested in the hops. I'm interested in the process. And I mean, my brother's a fantastic home brewer as well. Yeah. And, and like we, we used to home brew like, well, for, forever really, you know, so I've always been really interested in beer production. Right. And so I'll get an idea behind it. Like, like for example, at the moment, there's three beer labels which I need to work on this week. Um, and if Sarah's listening, um, I'm working on it. <laughs> um, if not, we'll cut this I- bit out, don't yeah, worry. Okay. <laughs> but there's going to be an IPA, a double IPA, and a, a Kvayek or Kvayek IPA. Okay, yeah, I don't cool. know how to say it either. So, so th- three IPAs, basically, different strengths and a different yeast in there as well, which... You know, I'm excited. I'm excited to know what hops are in them and, and what kind of thing they're going for. But whereas I'm getting more of more of an idea what North are likely to churn out now mm. if it's going to be double IPA. But the the Kvayek one, I'm interested in the Viking side. So what I've been researching is is things to do with kind of like sort of Scandinavian kind of culture. Mm. Okay. And the last one, the last Kvayek one they did was with uh, Stillwater. Oh yeah. And. And so I was inspired by kind of Morse code and seafaring things, you know, which Ooh. kind of linked it with the yeast. And then I put used the Morse code to create the pattern right, for okay. the for the label, which was which was fun for me. I, it was a me, it was a message to Stillwater's designer because I'm a big fan of his his work. Okay. So I put a message I put a me- message to Brian to send <laughs> on to Mike, <laughs> and I put it in the can design and. I th- I thought, oh, loads of people will figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, nobody has. Wow, okay. Oh, that's so cool. So does each hop, like different hop, have a different design in your mind? Like, does, Yeah, I was going like, to ask that. Yeah. Do you have like a theme that you kind of incorporate when a hop shows back up or something? Or is it you, you're kind of, it's a new theme based on the combination in that can? Um, I, I try to respond to the emotion that I think it's going to stir in me. So sometimes I'll get to taste the beers beforehand. Mm. So... Lots of citra. I just, I just think that's that. That's just like pure happiness. Yeah. Or like, or like sabro. That's kind of a little bit. It's a bit more interesting. A bit more complicated. <laughs> a bit more complicated. A bit more divisive. And I, I love sabro. I know not everyone yeah. does. Yeah, I we really do as well. Um, but it's you know, in musical terms, it's like 
it's it's a little bit more challenging and, and it's a little bit kind of cooler in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I know North would like to be huge, massively financially successful brewery, but I quite like the idea of them being this kind of <laughs> kind of cool, like a like cool brewery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's probably not what the directors necessarily need to happen, but yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, to, but in my mind, this still is kind of. It's it's like a it's like I'm doing a record sleeve basically for for that beer. And that's yeah. kind of how I view it a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, I, I read a quote that you've uh, you said you're in, you've been like you said earlier you're inspired by kind of the punky um, like record sleeves, and I think you said uh, Cold War Cold War Soviet propaganda. You said as well. Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. It's ev- kind of. I'd say the post punk record sleeves was the most. English and British thing you popped in there because everything else is like American minimalism, uh, African textile design, things like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and even the post punk stuff. You know, we're probably thinking American post punk bands. Really, <laughs> I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm thinking early '90s Chicago stuff. Really, nice. but that's, yeah, we'll gloss over that. <laughs> but I think, but think about England though. You know, for all its flaws, it is like a melting pot of stuff, and we don't really give ourselves credit for how eclectic actually this country is. Mm-hmm. And whereas, you know, I went to Czech Republic uh, with my wife just after we got married, like fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. and you know, I was I loved I felt I loved being a tourist in the kind of the remains of the sort of Soviet occupation there. And sort of exhibitions, but would I feel so positively about it if I was actually, you know? bang in the middle of it and, mm. and actually dealt with it probably wouldn't romanticize it Mm-mm. and and it's the same with same with a lot of the kind of influences it's actually quite a privileged thing we have in this country that we can absorb everything from the world and mm. and export it as something which is english but otherworldly you know <laughs> uh, in regards to color um i know there's a name for it but um because i associate like I really struggled when I lived in London because I also lived in London uh, with the tube system because I saw I see different words as different colours, so the tube was completely messed up for me. Like I, it took a while before I was like, okay, no, the Northern Line is actually blue, and I saw it as like brown or something. I can't remember. Um, but do you can you like kind of is that how you work as well? Um, so when you come to actually colouring your cans, does that come into mind? Oh no, no. I, I, yeah, well, I suppose. I, th- I think about it in terms of like record sleeves again, you know. Mm. So it's those kind of like retro-y colours, like an off yellow and an off green. That's like a Stereo Lab record sleeve. So <laughs> for, for me, so for me, that's a certain type of person listening to that music and drinking that beer. So oh, it's okay. sort of like in my peripheral vision. Um, interesting that can I, I don't know how much this stuff I should tell you. <laughs> <laughs> tell us what you um, want. It's all good. So if you go to Tesco's, there's a beer there called Los Cosmonauts, which is, you know, unbiased. I think it's the best beer that Tesco ever stopped. Okay. And I think it's, I really love it. Mm-hmm. But um, the colouring of that can is not what I initially put forwards. And Tesco said oh, they didn't want that because they thought it was too similar to something else. And I was mm-hmm. outraged. <laughs> um, I, was, I was outraged because it was a million miles away from what they thought it was similar to. Okay. So, okay. so what we've got, so I was like, the whole idea of Lost Cosmos, there's like a concept behind it, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, 
And then I got kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like miffed with Tesco's. So I, so I thought, look, let's go a little bit more, a bit, a bit more right wing on this. Let's make it really kind of authoritarian and black and red. And it's mm. like, you know, yeah. and, and it, it was kind of like a tongue in cheek, um, aggressive approach to the design. Yeah. And they, and they accepted it straight away. And I was like, <laughs> Wow, I've created this pretty aggressive can. It's gone into Tesco. <laughs> but it's, um, you know, it, it was like, it was, I thought it was going to be replaced every three months as well. Yeah. So this wasn't like a long-term consideration. But it was more like an emotional response to the feedback I was given back. And, and, they, lost and they went for it. <laughs> well, they did, they accepted it. And, it, and it, it works with the whole idea of this kind of, this kind of, a, a kind of aggressive Soviet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> policy you know <laughs> <laughs> you you talk about favorite designers to work with are there any uh people out there that you 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 really enjoyed working with like is there a kind of experience that's been re- really is really good and you come out with a can that's like has been great at the same time is there any uh is there any designers out there you haven't had the chance to work with yet, yet or any breweries you haven't had the chance to work with yet that you would really you're really hoping that eventually there is a collaboration that you can you can get your teeth into yeah, well, so so we were. If it hadn't been for the lockdown, we should have been we should have been releasing a beer with with Daya. Right. Um, wow. so, so Tom Hobson is um, he's kind of he's his reputation in my mind has just grown and grown, and I, he's he's like a, he's approaching some sort of mythical status with me now. Um, <laughs> and and we had we had a lovely in, like email interaction, so I've been very excited about working with him. Um, but I also know that. It's, it's difficult, you know, what, what does someone add to a label with like a couple of squares on it, you know? <laughs> someone like do a picture over the top of it. It's like, I'd, I'd rather not even do it at all, to be honest, than mm-hmm. just ruin it. So it's actually challenging to have something which is kind of very minimal, mm. out of two colours, essentially, and then and then, then collaborate with somebody who takes a completely different approach. So we've been looking at more creative ways of collaborating. So, so I like with Tom, we, we were we were talking about kind of post punk stuff cool. from sort of late seventies, mm-hmm. mid to late seventies, and I'm just seeing the can has been like a prop within this kind of world which we're creating and produce a little magazine with it because mm. publications is something else I'm really kind of passionate about doing, um, and I like I like producing fanzines and magazines still mm. so so yeah just seeing the can as being just part of like a, a range of things rather than just being the entire canvas okay. so to speak yeah i'm trying to like uh envisage kind of a collaboration with daya because daya they've got they've got a certain look and it's quite like how can i describe their look they've got they've got characters on them and they've got kind of the like old school I don't dare say it. Old school kind of Disney cartoony face type things, a little bit more possibly grotesque. So I'm trying to kind of think how that would yeah. go together. Yeah, I, there's there's no easy way of doing it. Yeah. So one of the ideas was because um, it'll be a two way collaboration essentially. And mm. um, my idea was for Tom to produce some stuff which I in black and white, which I could then adapt. So basically convert it to a two-color thing and then work with. My idea for him was I wanted to design a series of um, wrapping papers, you know, which he could then use in his designs, whether he made a sculpture with them. So there's like a tenuous link between them, but 
Okay. I'm pro- but my idea was me to give him some stuff to do whatever he wanted with. Yeah. And for him to produce some stuff for me to do whatever. And not get too precious about mm. what each other ends up doing. Yeah. And, and for me, that, that would be the most joyful thing, you know, because I love it. I love his work. And I love his, the way his brain works. Yeah. Um, it's, it's constantly reinventing itself and it's a, uh, it's a reverence and, mm. you know, it, these recent cans are just, um, you know, they're, they're just amazing for me. Yeah. It's like every font weight and he's, he's so distorted and damaged every font, squashed it, stretched it, mm. 20 different, fonts on it's it's like it's it's grotesque like you said yeah but it's just like it's it's, it's funny and it's, <laughs> it's actually quite attractive when it all, when it all comes together so it's crazy because you're describing it to me and i know what their cans look like yeah. but i'm thinking you're describing it and going like that shouldn't work yeah but it does no weird. <laughs> and do you know I, i'm impressed with him i'm also impressed with again the you know tom will be responsible to someone else who ultimately has to pay wages and make sure for not a laughing stock. Mm. I'm impressed mm. with the confidence that they've put in him as well. And I think all of the really good good craft breweries now, they've all they've all bit by bit found their way of trusting the designers to mm. to basically add a voice to what they're doing. Mm. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm very grateful that the North have had the, that kind of confidence in me as well. So if there, if there's anything you could say to sort of people that work at the brewery, people that make those decisions in the marketing department and things, to kind of like any new breweries or breweries that are still trying to find their voice and their their artists, what advice would you you give them in terms of like having the confidence in their artist or the confidence to kind of believe in that kind of a, a design that separates you? I don't know. Just be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't copy stuff, you know. <laughs> you can't feel good about copying a style or something else you've seen it being successful. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably prevalent in all industries still as well, yeah. you know. And um, I, I really don't know. I don't know what advice I would give other than just, just don't copy stuff. Find, find somebody whose work you really like. Mm-hmm. You know, listening to like Nano's work for Lervig, it sounds like that. they start talking to her and they just thought, yeah, she's... She's got, um, she seems to have liked something about her and they trusted her. And it's mm-hmm. like a virtual unknown, basically. They, they put huge business behind her and she's like carried it amazingly. Mm-hmm. And and the same for like left-handed giant stuff with James Dio. They seem to trust him implicitly. Mm-hmm. And, his, and his style kind of resonates throughout. So I think if you didn't have a Nana, if you didn't have a James Love, you know, at Dio, I don't know, just find one. <laughs> on on the flip side to that then, so if there's any designers that are thinking like I'd really like to do some design work for a brewery, what what to you is is kind of the best way to to get yourself known with a with a brewery, big or small? Um and for you, you obviously you managed to get uh, in a good in a good position with North where they were sort of starting up and kind mm. of came on board. Uh do you think that's the right way to do it? Uh or do you think there's still opportunities with bigger breweries to kind of approach them and go like, hey, this is kind of my, this is my portfolio, this is my work. Does that work? Or is that kind of something that bigger breweries aren't willing to take the risk on? Well, I, I, what I think is, if, you, if I was a large brewery, mm-hmm. um, I, I would I would go, so, so, say, so say I had this, a massive brewery and I, was, and I had like an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. I would 
I would look through my record collection and just find the coolest stuff. So like Julian House, who does the stuff for, you know, does stuff for Warp Records and his stuff's amazing. Mm. If I could afford Jane, Julian House, I would remortgage my house and get him to do it and it would pay off. Yeah. And it's because he's got a very clear aesthetic and I know that he wouldn't deviate from that thing for the brewery. If he decided to work with that brewery, he his work would just be the continuation of what the work he does. Mm-hmm. So I think for any artist, and, that's, and this is probably true for any industry, it's just just keep on developing what your, your particular style is. Because I also know from experience when you're recognised for a style, you can't reinvent yourself very quickly. You know, mm-hmm. you have to run with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, if you're in Coldplay, you can't start doing like, you know, you can't, can't do like pop friendly reggae music. <laughs> you know? Have you, have you ever wanted to, have you ever thought about like, God, I'd really like to do something different for North or another company that isn't the squiggles or for you, is that, is that inherent? Well, I, I, I do work for, I do work for the company. So, yeah. you know, although it's becoming more minimal and a lot of the work we do as, as refill goes to, you know, I'll end up weighing in on, kind of creative decisions at the beginning of a process, but another designer will carry the work forwards. Um, why am I telling you this? I don't know why I'm telling you this. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do work with with Zapato as well, which is like Matt Grecki's brewery. Mm-hmm. And he has a very different mindset yeah. to the North and allows, allows him to do things which I would never dream of doing. But even then, it's like I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm still working for a client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not. It's not that the kind of squares and circles are all I ever dreamed of designing. It's just I really want to, that's appropriate for North, and I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stuff I do for for Zapato is appropriate for Matt, and it works. It works with his kind of sensibilities and his interests. But it's still stuff that I like. You know? Yeah. So, you know, if I was really desperate to to put a series of photos on the front of a can. I might have to find a third, <laughs> uh, another brewery to work with. <laughs> I mean, you kind of did that with, because uh, we covered it, the Oot collaboration. Um, you, oh, yeah. Yeah, you did, um, I think you, who did the photography for that again? Um, so it's Jo Crawford. Yeah, that's oh, it. And she, she, she's amazing, yeah. Mm. So, but that, so that, that was a completely unique yeah. um, thing for us as well. So it, mm. You know, because it had um, the Michael C. Place involvement too. You know, when you're designer, that's a very, it's a very intimidating figure to, to work with. Mm. Um, but it was also totally up up for it as well. I mean, I, I lost. I, I, it, I didn't get to control how the project looked, and I think the point is, I think it will be lovely if it was really collaborative and I could mm. collaborate with the design grades. Mm. But you know, that didn't so sort of naturally happen, and. I don't think it was ever likely to, to be honest. Mm. But in terms of the collaboration, though, we were meeting up regularly. We we're talking about the project, and uh, I, got, I was privileged to see him sort of work through the the design side of it. And he was respectful of the brewery and the work that had been done beforehand. So the work was designed to be in line with that. Mm. But it was definitely his view on view on the whole project. Mm. So that was that was that was really it was fascinating. But the mm. The fun side was just like come up with ideas for that project. Yeah, yeah. We have like, got the the, the like, pictures. We're going to put them up eventually. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got them as well. They're 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 in a they're in a they're in a box safe. 
when I finish de- decorating. <laughs> yeah. Ours are the same. We're thinking about moving, but yeah, we think we've about got something our, similar uh, up here, but yeah. it's not Yorkshire. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it, that, that project was that was, project was great, but it was yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't claim ownership over the way that the whole project ended up looking, but um, it was it was a joy to be part of it though. Mm. I was pretty um, chuffed that I got the kind of because you on the episode you were like, "Oh, what do you think this can look like?" And I was like, "Is it light coming through leaves of the trees?" And you were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Ah, boom!" <laughs> but it it really does look like that though. <laughs> so it does, uh, and yeah, and, and, and to, to Michael's credit, you know, it's like you know that that's about as about as reductive as you could get, really, <laughs> just two stripes on a can, and it, and it did it did have that feeling as well, you know. Yeah. It worked very well with kind of every all the collaborations and everything else that went with it. Yeah. So yeah, that was that yeah. was a good. It was an interesting project. It was really good. I know it was it was it was a joy working with lots of because uh, there's there's a sounds artist as well who mm. came with us, you know. And so Michael and Matt's with you know so Matt's guy runs a play workshop as well. Mm-hmm. Amazing furniture designer. So there's the three of us. We were on the we were there on. We went on these walks, and we took this recording artist with as well as a photographer, and it's like a dream project. And it was just, it was com- completely, it was completely bonkers. So <laughs> we're, there brood, we're there for the brew day as well. Oh so wow, we, that's, that's so great. cool! It's like creative minds coming together. So you all got a chance to kind of weigh in on the other aspects of this project. It wasn't oh, yeah. like this is your kind of you're creating the music, you're mm. doing this. It's almost like all these artists get to kind of yes. Yeah, so we got to. So there was me, Matt, and Michael. So the three of us were going to have a couple of beers, and we would talk about what was possible. And and then I, I would go away and sort of put it into a sheet, and then send it to Derek and North, and say, "This isn't going to lose us money, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it isn't going to lose us money. <laughs> we will sell the records." <laughs> Bradley so, bought one, so, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate it. The, um, so, so that was, I was sort of an in between, an in between, between these two of the designers and the brewery. Mm. And, and then it was just a case of getting on the phone to people who thought musically understood what we were trying to do and would enjoy playing with the project. And we didn't, we didn't really filter anything. We just, we let people have like free reign musically. You know, no one was getting paid other than a few beers and a copy of the record. And <laughs> so everybody was very generous putting right. work in. And I think I like to think they were kind of rewarded with creative freedom. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an interesting document, you know, it's like mm. when I get older, I look back and think, what did I do in 2019? So, well, I hung out with like a designer icon who I've always loved yeah. and Made made a really strong beer, mm-hmm. and and got away with this really unlikely beer release. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think it will happen again? So yeah, Michael wants yeah, Michael's on board, and I think you know, and, and Matt Matt is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking about maybe doing a stout, doing a so maybe if circumstances improve in this country, mm-hmm. may, may, maybe we get to do a night like a winter winter version. Cool. Ooh. Okay. So I mean, it'd be nice to do recordings at night time as opposed to in the day. And records record when it's a lot colder and not spring like outside. And, and <laughs> that'd be really... an interesting walk through the Yorkshire forest. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but also to approach you know, like musicians 
mm. and like and sound artists who do kind of kind of cold and like maybe slightly scary music as well. Yeah, mm. kind of to have like like almost like a haunted version of the previous one, which is which is dark and slightly uh, mysterious. That'd be cool. And you've got the coordinates on the photo, so I guess you could go straight back and do. We, we could go to the exact exact locations where the different things were recorded. So, yeah. uh, more pictures for our wall. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing Should like this. Convince Tesco to take the beer, and then we're, we're, then we're laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we missed out because I think it was a indie band. You did uh, your book, your kind of collection. It was Crushable Canvas. Yes. We kind of missed yes. out on that. Can I get that anywhere now? Or is it? Yeah, I have it. I've got a copy here. Yeah, because I like... (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Um, Yeah, no, I was kind of searching around trying to find it. But um, it's a... Can you kind of explain what it... Like, it's a collection of... Is it your works and other artists as well? This was part of uh, Leeds Beer Week. I was was one of the directors of the Beer Week. Mm. That's along with with Sam Congdon from Bessel. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is how, which how I first met uh, Simon and, and then Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was for the second, it was for the second beer week, and I thought, well, there's loads of people doing like you know, sort of generic brewery takeovers of bars, you know, and there's a lot of that going on, which costs people a lot of money, <laughs> and all very similar. Um, and I thought, well, the thing about beer that's very exciting for me is the culture around it, you know the the, the imagery and the artists who work on it. So I thought, well, it'd be really cool just to um, to maybe just like fill this small gallery space just full of just mm. full of artwork mm. of, from beer, but not beer that they're familiar with. Right. So everyone's been doing like I, I, I love Nick's work at Beaver Town, mm-hmm. but that work became incredibly copied, mm. you know, by by co-op. Everyone, everyone been putting a beer out. They were all We'll have we'll have some illustrated, you know, sci-fi stuff on the can. Yeah, they'll sell shed loads of beer. Yeah, and, it's, and you know, you know, it's it's a compliment to Nick, but it, it was actually boring to see more exhibitions with, you know, we'll have, you know, you know, Beaver Town's illustrations on the walls. It's like they're great, but they're very familiar. Mm. You can go to a supermarket and get those illustrations. So I was thought, well, wouldn't it be great if you could see stuff which is happening up in Canada? Mm. you know you know and you know in south korea or mm. see what's happening in i don't know like small little bits of america where you know where interesting things are happening and like i was aware of a lot of this stuff but i thought well if i could just curate an exhibition mm. just project it on the walls you know for one evening i'll have a few beers mm. look at smart and it'd be a laugh that's that was my idea but i i get i start on projects and then i they kind of snowball a little bit <laughs> <laughs> So the next thing I thought, well, I, got, I spent weeks getting permissions from all these artists I've approached around the world. Mm-hmm. And like everyone said, yeah, yeah. Like Casper Ladet sent a lot of lovely stuff, you know, tons of interesting stuff from Scandinavia and America. And they all gave permission. I thought, well, if I could get a little sheet printed up with all the pieces of artwork on, yeah. I could at least give credit to the artists. Mm. Anyway, uh, it turned into a book, not a piece of paper, basically. <laughs> so, so I had to pay. So I, I ended up playing more and more time. My wife was losing her mind with me because I was spending more time and more money on this project with, not, with very little means of, of like recovering. <laughs> oh, the other, the other thing I don't think we asked was how long do you get 
for each can you do? How long are you, is it from kind of start to finish? Um, yes, yeah, so I, I don't think there is a considered process behind that. Okay. So I, some designs have literally been within 24 hours. Wow, okay. You know, frantic phone call. <laughs> Like, you know, for example, <laughs> for example um, a beer may be in, it may be in the, you know, it may be in the fermenter, ready to go out. Mm-hmm. It may be a collab and the colour is not quite right on the beer. And so the collaborator thinks, no, this isn't, I'm not happy with that. So they're going to have to rebrew the beer. They don't pour, you know, £10,000 of the beer down the drain. Yeah. I think well, we've got we've got a really tasty beer, which which will definitely sell. Yeah, but we can't. This can't be the collaboration beer anymore. Yeah. Wow. So, so all of a sudden you've got a label order which is about to go out, yeah. and the labels which are going to get printed can't go on the cans. So you're in a situation where could we could we come up with an alternative name 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 yeah. and design for this please? Wow. Okay. And and some of, some of the best beers I've had from North have been ones which have not been the that they've not worked for a collaboration. Okay. And, and that, it's it's a minority of times. Yeah, yeah. You know, or there's all sorts of little variables in the brewing process, and I think it's it's a, it kind of raises opportunities for stuff. Because also, if I turn a design on twenty four hours, no one's going to be. <laughs> stewing over whether it's commercially viable or not. True, yeah. true. <laughs> they're just happy they've got something to put on the can now <laughs> yeah and, and you know and, it, and it's you know they trust they trust it will work and, yeah. and so that's it, it's there's a small element of stress associated with that but essentially yeah. it's exactly what i want to be doing with my life mm-hmm. and so it's it's very fortunate really do you get to sneak any ideas in there that you'd be like, they might have said no about on this on like a, on another day, but you can sort of sneak in a risky idea thinking actually this might work. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm finding it. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of stuff pushed through. Um, yeah. So, um, so coming number 51 was, was something I was, that was my context of West coast mm. IPA. And one of my favorite movies is uh, by Michael Antonioni. Mm-hmm. It's called the Brisky Point. Yeah, I think it's Michael Antonioni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the Brisky Point. It's like the last ten minutes of that film is is like the most one of the most remarkable things you'll ever see. Mm. And it's this house exploding in the desert, and it's in it's in it's in California in the desert, and it's just like just beautiful. And it had this Pink Floyd soundtrack, mm-hmm. which was which was. Um, I think it was coming number 51, Your Time Is Up, mm-hmm. you know, right. which is referencing Spike Milligan as well. So it's, it's really convoluted. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like I, I, de- I, I sort of de- I sort of like delved into that kind of world for a little while and I created a product, a product to go into that house in the 60s. Right. And it looks a bit like washing up powder. Thing, <laughs> <laughs> but I was completely immersed in it. And there's zero chance, like five years ago, any brewery would have put that out. Yeah. And, and it went out and it sold and people liked it. And, you know, no, no one said, oh, that was risky, James. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just accepted it was going to be okay. Brilliant. Awesome. <laughs> just like on the a beer note, uh, what's your favourite North Brew beer? Ah, oh, okay. Um, so I'm a big fan of the 
double dry hop transmission. Ooh, yeah. And um, yeah, and tr- transmission as a whole, I think it's just been. Um, I, I do spend money on beer, even though I can. They, they give me some free beer now and again, which is great. <laughs> but I do spend money on beer, and it's rare that I'll have a beer which I like more than Transmission. Mm. It's a classic. Oh, okay. like, it's just one of those that yeah, we always have I, in. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I don't know, they seem to nail it from the very beginning. Mm. And why are the breweries don't just, just copy it? I don't know. They should. <laughs> because it's really good for sale. <laughs> Cool. This is just—it's just perfect. I would say that was, yeah. Cool. Is that I, your favourite would... style as well, or do you have a a favourite style of brew? Well, I don't know how you are, but I, I sort of go through. I get fatigue with mm, styles. Yeah. yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. And like since there's lockdown, I've been drinking a lot of seven percent sort of plus beers. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of my body that's telling me that's not a good idea. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, my, but finally, my palate is like getting on board. And it's like. It's too sweet. Yeah. It's actually a bit boring. <laughs> what I really want is an interesting stout. Or maybe yeah. some, I'm not had a sour in a while, and now I'm just like thinking about all the different things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not had. If there's any way people can find you, uh, if there's any way people can help support you, or just plug, people, plug, yeah, plug. where can people, where can, yeah, plug, where where can people find you and support you at the moment? Right. Well. Um, I suppose on, online, just I, I put things very occasionally on Instagram. I've not quite figured out how much I should be sharing on there, <laughs> how many non-North projects I should be putting on there. And, <laughs> but I think if people wanted to, you know, sort of contact me that way, that'd be quite nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Awesome. I, I, I'll, and I'll be, I'll be launching my website sometime in the next decade, no doubt. <laughs> it's, it's been years. It, it's been in development for years. Whenever work goes quiet, I, you know, it gets worked on a bit, but it's still a holding page and yeah. it will be for quite some time, probably. <laughs> and can people yeah. buy your artwork anywhere? Is there a place that you can do that? Um, so actually, um, now if, depending on when this is going to go out, so it might be nice to plug a magazine, which James Yeowitz left on the Giants and he's, He's done a, a charity kind of fundraising magazine, which has been launched this Friday. Okay. okay so, yeah. so if, if you if you want an original James Ockford refold design, then that would be a lovely thing to do because all, all the proceeds are going to different charities around the country. Okay. And all of your favourites, beer designers have contributed. Awesome. Hey. That's cool. How long is so that? How long is that magazine going on for? Just in case, like, is it going on for a few weeks, or is it just going to be like a limited release? I would like to think it'll be on for a while, so it's going to be available for one price as a digital download. Okay, which, mm. which is so the money, or everything is going directly towards different charities, and that's going to be at least through the Left Hand the Giant website. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, other other breweries might be putting it on their shops as well. Um, but I think there'll be a physical one produced as well, which mm-hmm. will be more expensive. Mm. The idea being the same amount that would have gone through the digital download would go towards charity for that one as well. And the rest would be this production cost, I believe. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So I don't have many more details, but <laughs> within a few days, I think all the different designers who have involved in breweries will all be sharing stuff. Phoebe, did you get a chance to actually read, uh, look at the Open Spaces book? I did. What did you think of it? 
yeah, no, it was really good. It's a good kind of um, collection of, yeah, pieces of artwork that I think some were deliberately done for this project mm-hmm. and others maybe were in the pipeline as can art. Um, yeah, it was a good little collection. Because mm, I I really love some can design and uh, mm. something I might, I think I kind of took out the episode a little bit was me talking about how I wish there was more opportunities to buy can design yeah. posters and and james did mention that every can he's ever made there is a relevant poster mm-hmm. he's just not really put them up on his website and he kind mm-hmm. of thinks he 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 needs to maybe use some of the free time to do it yeah um and i i wish there was there was a space to to buy more posters for cans because i think there's it's easy places for merchandise like hats and t-shirts are abundant but there are some cans that i think have really cool designs and really all you can do at the moment is try and peel the label off and hopefully yeah. it doesn't damage in the process. So it'd be good to have that as a, uh, if more designers made their artwork available. So this kind of magazine is a great way of being able mm. to have, I guess, physical copies. Um, but maybe it's hopefully we'll see something, maybe it's something we'll see more in the future. Yeah, I hope so. It'd be really cool to deck your house out in can art. Exactly. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can listen to us at all great podcasting places, including Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Google Play? Google Podcast, Google Play. Exactly. Uh, And did I say CastBox? Yes. CastBox as well. You can follow Phoebe on Untapped, where she'll be drinking. (laughs) All the time. We're about to go on holiday next week. Um somehow and uh so we'll probably be cracking open quite a few things over that trip yeah which i'm excited there's some new br- i bought i bought some honest uh i bought some beers online so there's a few new ones we haven't tried which would be interesting to see what our thoughts on a few of those uh next week we'll be next week we will be back but not uh with anything american considering it will literally be going out the day after the fourth of july it will be an interview with steel Steel Brewing Co. Steel Brewing Co., which is another Plymouth-based brewery. And after that, we will then be going full-on American. (laughs) Full-on American. Full-on American with hopefully a couple of episodes themed around American breweries. We did recently have a chance to chat with uh, Equilibrium. Equilibrium. So maybe... Equilibrium. So we hopefully might uh, sort of bring that up in a few of the podcasts, but we will see. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.